If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So yesterday afternoon, Bill 204 was finally tabled in the Alberta legislature. And this is a private member's bill. It's not often you see uh, so much written and said about a private member's bill before it's actually even been tabled. But that was the case here. And so now the MLA behind it will get his opportunity to explain what the point of this bill is. But essentially, this is a bill that would repeal what the NDP brought in in 2017, what they called the Voluntary Blood Donations Act which is a little misleading because really this conversation is not about blood donation per se, but more specifically plasma that obviously comes from blood, uh, but is used for for very different purposes. Canada is self-sufficient when it comes to blood donation. It's all voluntary and, and nobody's talking about changing that. We import the vast majority of plasma from the United States that Canada uses, over 80%. And in the U.S., donors are compensated. So if we deem that to be unethical or controversial, well, then we've got a big problem uh, because we'll be really short. And even last year, we, we did experience some shortages with some products, some medications. And look, if uh, plasma can be a potential avenue of treating COVID-19, and there's a lot of hope in that, that could exacerbate this whole situation now that the U.S. might have a lot less to export to other countries. So this is something we really do need to address. So I'm curious as to where Bill 204 might fit into all of this. So joining us to talk more about this legislation, very pleased to welcome to the program here this afternoon, Tanny Yao, who is the UCP MLA for Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo. Tanny, thank you so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Well, like I said, I mean, there's already been a lot said and written about uh, this private member's bill. You just tabled it yesterday. You can now speak to this. So let me give you an opportunity just to kind of set the table here in terms of why you brought this forward, what, what it is you're trying to accomplish. Um, yeah, as you uh, clarified, the, the title is misleading. Um, this is about plasma. And it is about ensuring that we have a safe and secure supply of plasma here in Canada as we need this to uh, create medications that uh, Canadians heavily rely on. So what, what does the bill actually do? The bill repeals uh, uh, the Blood Donations Act that the NDP put in. Um, again, it was a very, uh, it was an interesting bill because it didn't really uh, align with their uh, arguments. Um, certainly the Alberta Liberals, the Alberta Party, as well as us, we all yeah. fought against that because we recognized that it wasn't uh, 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 conducive to a, a healthy system here in Alberta. So is, is, is that then the effect of the bill? It's basically then to repeal what was brought in, so it would take us back to then that, that status quo before 2017? Absolutely. What it does is enables uh, uh, other groups to, to collect uh, plasma, and uh, they take that and they turn that into, in simplest terms, medications, and we buy that back. So 
what do you expect now the impact to be once this bill is repealed? What what do you expect to happen, or what are you looking to see? Um, I expect to see more groups come in uh, and uh, and uh, compensate people for uh, for donating their plasma, uh, voluntarily remunerating them. And uh, I mean, the end result would be that uh, we we truly need more plasma. We our Canadians rely heavily on this product uh, to to create medications, and we have to ensure that we have a good domestic supply. So last year there was. Uh, a shortage and our patients here in Alberta were affected. Um, this year, COVID has certainly demonstrated that international supply lines can be impaired, and we have to uh, to ensure that we have a, a good, safe domestic supply here so that uh, Canadians and Albertans have access to this medication uninterrupted. Right, and so let me let me give you a chance to address some of the criticisms here, and what, one of them is that this potentially undermines what Canadian Blood Services is trying to do by increasing uh, voluntary plasma donation. Are, are we are we potentially interfering with that or undermining it, as critics say? No, not at all. To be clear, uh, our government and myself, we fully support Canadian Blood Services. Canadian Blood Services is supported by every province and territory, we, um, and they provide a valuable source for us. Um, their products are used in our operating rooms, our emergency departments, and our surgical suites. Uh, we will continue and always need Canadian blood services. What we're talking about here, though, is plasma. And unfortunately, the world, there's an international shortage of plasma because not enough people are, are donating it. Uh, the only countries that are providing plasma are ones that do compensate donors for that. And uh, we rely on those countries to provide plasma for the world. Right. I should point out, too, I mean, even the CEO of Canadian Blood Services himself, Dr. Graham Scher, said just last month that, quote, we don't believe the existence of a paid plasma sector is a safety threat to product or to patients. And I don't think there's any data or evidence to support that. So I think it's important to note their position on this. So that that addresses some of these concerns that have been raised about safety, that that's not an issue at all. And I guess, obviously, people think that there's a safety risk from paid plasma donations, then... We've got a big problem since about, you know, 85% of what we have comes from the U.S., right? Yeah, absolutely. No, safety issues were addressed internationally 20 years ago. Um, certainly here in Canada, we had the Creever Inquiry, and uh, that that's where Canadian Blood Services was born from, and Hema Quebec. So, um, again, those groups have support of everyone. This is a nonpartisan issue. There is the concern, and I did speak recently with the CEO of uh, Canadian Plasma Resources, uh, which is a, a Canadian company, uh, that we don't have enough capacity in Canada when it comes to plasma fractionation, which is an important step in, in taking blood plasma and turning it into something that can be used for medication. Um, so, I mean, how, how do you think we address that? Because I think that's going to be important in, in Canada, achieving something closer to self-sufficiency. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, absolutely. That would be the long-term goal is to, again, ensure a safe and secure domestic supply. Um, the first step is in enabling them to uh, access the plasma. But secondly, the long-term would be to uh, that they uh, build their fractionation facilities here. Again, there's a world demand for this product. It creates medications, and I believe uh, we're well-positioned to help provide these much-needed medications for, for the world. In terms of why this is, this is a private member's bill, maybe you can give me a sense of what you've been hearing from colleagues. I, I, I think this is important. I, I maybe would prefer to see this as, as a government bill, but uh, maybe you could speak to that. Um, admittedly, um, last year when we came into government, um, our, 
our, our Minister of Health, as an example, was focused on, you know, the whole file. Uh, this small uh, segment of our uh, legislation uh, was brought forward by me because I was there when they got uh, when they passed this bill. So it was a uh, something that was very relevant to me and something I identified as a major issue. And uh, I had my opportunity to present it. So um, I was empowered to do so. So what's uh, the next step here? Was was tabled yesterday. So is that, that's first reading then? Yes, that is correct. Um, next, I'll be going to a committee to present to uh, members from both sides, explaining the issue. I also have to uh, educate uh, my coworkers on, uh, on the issue. And uh, ultimately goes through second reading and third reading as well. Yeah. And look, I mean, you know, as, as I alluded to, there's there's already a big pushback against this, and and I think this is being misrepresented. Uh, Friends of Medicare, uh, the headline on their press release today says Bill 204 openly advertises the sale of blood in Alberta. So, w- what do you make of that kind of rhetoric, and and maybe what you're up against here? Uh, no, I recognize that the. Um uh, political opposition will be attacking this hard. Uh, again, I'm not sure exactly the reason. They they do so, tend to send a lot of rhetoric our way and uh, certainly uh, put out misleading statements, but uh, um, I'm not particularly worried about that. Um, I recognize the uh, patient groups that are supporting this and why I'm supporting these patient groups in getting this done. Again, this is about the patients. This is about Burtons who need these very vital medications to survive. Right, and just so everybody's clear that this is not about blood donation, this would not change the status quo with regard to blood donation. We're not talking about compensating people for blood donation. That's not what Bill 204 is about. No, this is again about enabling access to plasma for companies because we need that plasma to make medications. Uh, Again, here in Canada, we're only providing about uh, under 13 or 14 percent of our plasma needs by Canadians. We need so many more to donate. And again, uh, people can still donate through Canadian Blood Services as well. They do sell their products to these international companies that develop it, and then we then buy it back. All right. Well, we'll keep a close eye on this. Uh, Tandy Gow, thank you so much for making some time for us here this afternoon. Thank you for having me, sir. All the best. Uh, that is Tandy Yao. He is the uh, UCP MLA for Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo. And Bill 204 is his private member's bill. It was tabled yesterday in the Alberta legislature. So pretty simple change, really, uh, to repeal the Voluntary Blood Donations Act brought in in 2017 by the NDP government. It was never really necessary in the first place. And, and I do think it's unfortunate the extent to which and the way in which the opposition and their allies have really torqued this conversation and misrepresented this conversation. Uh, plasma is a commodity, and we don't have enough of it. So Canadian Blood Services sells it. Canadian Plasma Resources would sell it. And we buy back these products that we need. So a big part of it is getting more Canadians to, to donate plasma, collecting more in the first place. Longer term, that would involve the processing side of it, uh, so we don't have to send it off to Europe. But again, it, it, it needs to start from a position of recognizing the big difference here. We are not reliant on other countries for blood, red blood cells. Now, I know Canadian Blood Services often puts out the call that we're in desperate need of blood donors. So it's not to say that, that we're, we're never facing any kind of shortages. But we don't import from other countries. 
So we're not talking about blood donations. And I know the whole Creever inquiry and blood from Arkansas, and, and that still looms large in the national conversation. But that's not relevant here. So this isn't about, about blood donation. We got to figure out a different way of reducing our reliance on the Americans. And especially now, if the Americans are going to need even more plasma, if this becomes a way of, of dealing with COVID-19, then we're going to face a real crunch. And I don't know if we can do enough in the short term to increase our, our supply that fast, but it's just maybe a bit of a wake-up call uh, that we've ignored this issue and kind of stood on our, our soapbox on this issue for, for too long and, and to Canada's detriment. Our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.